But anyway, I will start by saying that. Well, first, hi, hi Marcella. Hey, Shannon. How are you doing? <laughs> I am not doing too well because of this assignment that you gave me for this <laughs> episode. Hey, girl, this is a task. Do you have a black thumb? Are you wondering what the word horticulture means? Are you a little bit seedy? A little shady? Do you stand in the garden and wonder, what the f am I doing? Do you look at people's yards and wonder, what the f are they doing? If so, this podcast is for you, no matter your gardening experience level. I'm Shannon. And I'm Marcella, two friends who like to laugh and learn our way through life and gardening. Tune in as we interview some awesome people who talk to us about their love for plants, trees, gardens, bugs, and more. Welcome to CD and Shady AF, a sketchy gardening podcast. So for our listeners out there, we decided to do something a little bit different for this episode. Um, I was inspired by actually another podcast that I listened to um, just about like history and ancient history, particularly. Um, but I kind of went into this rabbit hole uh, looking up researching and by researching, I mean, really loosely doing a Google search um, about the hanging gardens. And so we decided, or I decided I'd like to do an episode where we kind of talk about um, just historical gardens or gardens in general around the world that we are interested in and would want to visit. Um, so <laughs> when I tell you that my fellow co-host has been stressed about this assignment. <laughs> Y'all. Y'all. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. I listen to lots of podcasts. Then they do a lot of like really in-depth research on things. It's mostly true crime. So I'm thinking like I need it to be like that. And let me tell you, listeners, it will not be. <laughs> it it will is not. not. Um, if is... you guys, if you've listened to us this far, we appreciate you. Um, but we also expect that you know us by now. <laughs> and you know that a lot of what we do is fast and loose, just like our gardening. Yes. So Marcella gave the task of looking up three historical gardens or three gardens, and we didn't actually tell each other what gardens we looked up. So we're going to yes. be surprised and see if we came up with any of the same ones. And so I guess we can just kind of kick it off by, um, like Marcella, if you want to start kind of when you were looking at gardens, what was maybe the first garden that really caught your attention and where is it, a little bit about it, and why did it catch your attention? Yes. So listeners get ready to be just as surprised as us. Um, so, <laughs> so, so I, like I said, this search started um, by looking into the hanging gardens, um, which were in the ancient city of Babylon. Um, and what I learned about that garden is that we actually have no, um, they don't know where they where they were. They don't have a, a a very good location. They have ideas about what where it was located, but there's no um, concrete evidence of where it existed. Um, what we do know is that um, whoever the ruler at the time, um, which was um, King Nebuchadnezzar, was the one who um, constructed the garden um, in honor of his wife. So he did it as a gift to his wife. However, they're divided on that. They actually, there's actually um, some archaeologists that say that it was another ruler um, who was in a nearby city of Nineveh. 
So um, it's just really interesting. There's not really a whole lot on what kind of plants would have existed and even the structure of it, other than it was probably, it probably existed on terraces. Um, so when I think about like places that I want to go or gardens that I would want to visit, that to me feels like one of those places. I want to be able to like travel in a time machine and go to this place and just see what would have been there because I bet it would have been incredible. And one of the things that um, kind of sets this garden apart and what throws people off about this garden is that if it was hanging, how they're called the hanging gardens, how did they get the water up there? So that's one of the things that archaeologists are kind of stumped by. Um, and so there's talks about like the Archimedes wheel, I think it's called, um, that would have helped them to get the water up to where the plants were. Um, but again, there's still a lot of like search around that. Um, so that is the first garden that drew my attention. Very cool. So I would say two things. One, you had me at Time Machine. <laughs> of course. Two, I bet they did use some sort of pulley system. Just, you know, when I had a I had a garden in Japan and I had two balcony the two stories. And I garden on my balcony, which I don't recommend if you don't think about how you're going to do the water first. And I used a pulley system. I kind of like use the system to pulley up the water. So it was likely a system like that. But no, that's very cool. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, that's who I thought about when I was like reading about this garden. I was like, this must be what, <laughs> what Shannon went through in her Japanese garden. <laughs> um, because I bet it was very pretty and it brings a lot of joy. But um, yeah, that that afterthought of how am I going to get the water up here? Yes, I hope that Probably the ancient the Babylonians or I hope that they were thinking about that before yeah. where they built it. So um, funny, you mentioned we we, we kind of segue to Japan because that is the location of my first historical garden. Okay, cool. And so What'd you come up with? This, the first garden I came up with is the Shinjuku Goen National Garden in Japan, which is actually of my three, the only one I think that's a historical garden so a historical garden okay. to be a historical garden that means that you were built by, by like royalty typically that's kind of the definition there's more to that definition but that's kind of a general definition and so um did you look that up i i actually did because when you gave me this assignment i was like what is she talking what what's the remember i was thinking of ancient gardens and then you know anyway <laughs> yes i did okay okay so, <laughs> The Shinjuku Goen Garden dates back to 1590, and it was a, a private mansion of a feudal lord in um, in Japan. And then after the Second World War, it was redesigned as a national park. So what kind of drew me to this garden is when I looked it up, I have actually been here twice. What? Wow. <laughs> yes. And uh, and it's it's beautiful. Um, it's it's really cool. A couple reasons is number one, it's got a it's got two three parts actually. It's got and one of the parts is a Japanese traditional garden, which is a very unique looking kind of garden. And so you see a lot of people in the, in the States and different places who try to emulate these kind of Japanese gardens. We actually have a Japanese tea garden in San Antonio. Um, ah. But the one in Shinjuku is actually like, it's amazing. And there is also like a French garden and I believe an English garden. So a couple different gardens there. Um, the thing I really like about it is that it's in the middle of town and it's literally like a couple minutes from the Shinjuku uh, subway station. Oh wow! And so 
it's 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 pretty cool. I really like it a lot. Um, the first time I was there, I remember I was there with my, just my husband and myself, and we were like young and carefree, and it was awesome. It was just enjoying the day in Tokyo. And then the next time I was there, I was with my kids who were like four at the time, and they were being crazy in the gardens. Um, but yeah, so it has a lot, a lot of good, good, good memories for me. Well, and it sounds like it's, um, there's some like emotional connection to it. Cause you've been there with your family and stuff like that. So it does sound like a really cool place. And I wonder from when you visited there, how like able are they to stay kind of uh, faithful to the traditional, like, does, is it still very traditional? Is it set up like more modern? How, what was your experience so, when you were there? Well, there? There's three, it's a big, it's a huge, huge garden. So there's three, there's a formal garden, landscape garden, the Japanese traditional garden. And so um, in 1898, the chairman of the Shinjuku Imperial Garden, he went to France and to Germany. And after going to France and Germany, he studied with horticulturists there and kind of learned how the gardens looked in Europe and kind of brought oh. that back to Japan. And so okay. there's kind of different sections of it. I mean, it's all very Japan, but there are different sections of the garden. One okay. other really cool thing about it is if you go during cherry blossom season, they have amazing cherry blossoms there and amazing cherry trees. Oh, um, wow. So it's definitely worth the trip. If you're in Tokyo, make sure that you go check it out. Yeah. But the other one that I found that was really interesting was actually um, the Alnwick Garden, which is located in England. Um, so this is located right outside of the um, Alnwick Castle, which was constructed back in like the 11th century, like a long, long, long time ago. Um, and what's really cool about this one, number one, I am not much of a Harry Potter um, fan, but apparently Harry Potter was filmed at this castle. Um, a lot of the scenes were filmed there. So I thought that was pretty interesting. But what I was really intrigued by is the fact that they have a section of the garden um, that's a poison garden. Um, so they don't let <laughs> they don't let visitors back there without a tour guide. Um, and actually, like the entrance is really cool. It's very like it reminds me of like, um, I don't know, like Nightmare Before Christmas or like it's it's very like gothic type looking. And um, so why it's called a poison garden is because a lot of the um, the uh, the plants in there, um, if you sniff them or if you consume them, um, it can make you very sick. Um, some of the examples of the plants um, that are there include nightshade, foxglove, Christmas rose, euphorbia, mandrake, and hemlock, um, which I haven't done a whole lot of research on, uh, but those are some of the more deadly inhabitants of that area. Yeah, it's a poison, it's a, it's a poisonous tool. Yeah, basically, yeah. It's like poison, poisoner one Exactly. Um, so <laughs> apparently that's a, like a newer part of the garden, um, that was actually added to the, I, I would love to know, I need to dive in a little bit more about what's the story behind this. Like, why did they add this to this area? Um, it's only been there since 2004. So it sounds like maybe somebody who was in charge of this castle and of this garden decided they needed that section. Like you said, it's a killer's toolkit back there. So yeah, Alnwick Garden in England. Very yeah. Cool. I don't think when I was in England and London, that is not something that I didn't see any botanical gardens in, in England when I was visiting, um, which kind of leads me to my second garden that I looked up. So, you know, this is this this garden is going to is out here to tell everyone 
when you travel, make sure you go out and see this cool stuff. Like me now, like I'm definitely going to the Botanical Gardens. When I was like 20, I was like going to the pubs, you know? <laughs> so listeners, go do cool stuff, see cool gardens. And so the next um, garden that I have on my list, and please, I do not speak Thai, and I'm going to try to not butcher this name, but it's the Nong Nuuk Tropical Garden in Pattaya, Thailand. Pattaya, Pattaya, Thailand. Um, and so Pattaya is on the coast of Thailand. And I learned about this garden because I've actually been there. Okay. To I'm, I'm seeing a theme. I, I kinda go... Like you've been to these places, <laughs> but you didn't know that these were gardens? <laughs> so I, I've been to Pattaya. And let me tell you, this is a 670 native plant species garden. And it's very quirky. It's got all these cool things like a miniature replica of Stonehenge. It has an ant tower. And when I looked on the website earlier, it has a section called Dinosaur Alley. No idea what that's all about, but they had me at Dinosaur Alley and Ant Tower. Um, the land was purchased back in 1954, and the intention was to turn it into a fruit plantation, but they decided to turn it into a conservatory. Um, and it opened to the public in 1980, a conservatory for tropical flowers and plants. Um, so you can go there and take a look at all the manicured gardens. You can visit um, Thai cultural shows that they have there. Apparently they have a car museum, a fishing pond, and elephant it's shows. It's kind of a one-stop shop. So, exactly. <laughs> and so the, the lesson of this story is, I wish I would have known that this was there. I would have seen more than the inside of a bar <laughs> when I was in Pattaya. So that is the lesson to be learned from this yes, garden. absolutely. That's really cool. Um, and that's a lot of native species of plants that is so many wow like you could get just lost just seeing all these different and do you know if it's like flowers or is it I'm sure it's a combination um I think it's a combination of uh, tropical flowers and plants. wow okay gotcha okay but we, we will link all these on our show yes. notes and you can go take a look at you know kind of more in depth about what's there yes. but definitely if you're going to be in Thailand near Pattaya Take a, take a do more research that. than we did for this episode but you know wave tops <laughs> is what they say it's wave tops you know it's it's the yes. hook right so we hook people That's in right. with a little bit of information and they're like hey we're gonna dive deeper into it so see we're out here doing exactly the you're it's, welcome it's... world <laughs> hi there seed in the shade here with some interesting facts about gardening history the early history of gardening is intimately intertwined with the history of agriculture. Historians believe the enclosure of outdoor space probably began around 10,000 BC, with the first enclosures being a type of barrier to keep out animals and marauders. In fact, the modern words garden and yard are descended from the Old English gerd, which describes a fence or an enclosure. These early gardens were solely used to grow food crops. But after the emergence of the first civilizations, wealthy citizens began creating gardens for purely aesthetic purposes. Some of the earliest physical evidence of ornamental horticulture and landscape design are Egyptian tomb paintings from the 16th century BC. Another ancient tradition is that of Persia, where the hanging gardens of Babylon were renowned as one of the seven wonders of the ancient world. One of the oldest surviving examples of a manicured garden are the water gardens of Sigiriya in central Sri Lanka. They were built during the reign of King Kashapa between the years 477 and 495 AD. 
Aesthetic gardens continued to evolve in Asia and the Middle East, and then into Europe during the medieval and the Renaissance period. Even the United States, despite its young age, has a few historic gardens, including Boston Commons in Boston, Massachusetts, and Central Park in New York, New York. So, if you're interested, look up some historic gardens in your area. There might just be one right around the corner. Until next time. Um, so I kind of cheated for this last one. Um, this last one is actually from my native country, Colombia, my family's native country, Colombia, and it's actually a whole region. So um, the third and final garden on my research journey was, um, I guess not really, it's, I don't know if it's actually considered a garden. It's more like a region, like I said, the coffee axis, um, which is just a region in Colombia um, that um, is located in the interior um, and is where a lot of the coffee plants are cultivated. Um, and it's just this beautiful expanse of greenery. Um, and actually somewhere that I'm hoping to go in the next five months um, with my fellow co-host. Um, when you go there, um, there's a lot of like very like typical um, Colombian experiences that you can have there. You can ride like on the donkeys, you get to try the pure coffee. Um, you get to, um, from right, from right here, it smells incredible. Um, and, um, you get to stay in like these really like cute traditional houses while you're there. Um, and just kind of see like how they, how they, yeah, how they cultivate coffee, how they, how they grow the coffee plant. Um, so that is my, last one that I researched. See, you keep dropping all these little gems like donkeys. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't want to ride on a donkey while you're drinking like a nice cup of coffee? Right, exactly. I feel like it's much safer than um, doing it while you're drinking or something. So drinking alcohol. So <laughs> yes, <laughs> not that so I thought about doing that. So the four... Um, <laughs> It's actually a really big, big area. There's actually, um, it's actually shared by four um, departments, four regions. Um, departments are the equivalent of our states in Colombia. So they're shared by Caldas, Quindío, Risaralda, and Tolima. Um, and um, yeah, that's where most of, if you've ever like drank Colombian coffee and you've loved it um, and enjoyed it, um, that is where a lot of it is cultivated. Um, and um, yeah, there's also like thermal, waters and things like that that you can um experience while you're there um so that is my final one what about you what do you have so the last one that i have is also um another garden that i've actually been to okay and it's a little <laughs> bit a little bit different it's um bringing us back to the united states this okay. garden is located actually in maryland Okay. And it's um the Ladue Gardens. Okay. So the Ladue Gardens was started by Harvey Ladue, who actually bought the the land in the 1920s and kind of developed um uh, the, uh built a house there and kind of developed these gardens. So the really cool thing about this one is that it has a big manor house Ooh. that you can go and you can visit, which has all this like awesome stuff from the 1920s, 30s, 40s in it, and it's just amazing. Um, and the other cool thing about this garden is it's very well known for its topiaries. 
Ah. Which I just absolutely love the idea of carving anything. I was going to ask, can you remind <laughs> me what a topiary is? So yes, yes, fellow co-host, I can. A topiary. It's basically statues that are made out of bushes or trees or oh, something okay. like that. Like Disney and World. So, <laughs> I'm going to say yes. I no idea. I've never <laughs> been to Disney World. No idea. But uh, the Ladue Gardens is actually known as one of the top 10 incredible topiary gardens around the world. Um, on the website, I read that it is a, this is described as a place of ever-changing beauty with 22 acres of spectacular award-winning gardens more than 100 remarkable topiaries, a mile-long nature walk, and native butterfly house. Ooh. And let me tell you, I just absolutely adored visiting this place because of the topiaries. I like to walk kind of around them yeah. and kind of, you know, think about what it would be like if I was awesome and could put something into the shape of anything. Not with that mentality, you can't. <laughs> oh, well, it's <laughs> It would come out looking like a penis every time. Oh my God. Not a, yeah, that's fine. I don't yeah, know. I no, even, even if I didn't want it to, it would <laughs> probably. But uh, no, so I think that um, the Ladue Gardens is definitely um one that I would put on the list. If you're in the, the DC area, it's not a super far drive. Yeah. It's uh, pr pretty cool. Okay. Um, Kind of also he, the, Harvey Ladue, he was really into fox hunting. Okay. And he used to go to fox hunting trips um, in, in England and in Europe. And when he was in England, he was looking at the gardens and kind of seeing how they were made and how they were set up. And so he brought that back, that idea back to America and kind of, you know, cool. built this garden that he kind of styled after these English gardens that he'd seen on fox hunting trips. And so it's, it's, it's really neat. He's a, it seems like a pretty eccentric guy. Yeah, it sounds like it for sure. You know what I what I what I found so interesting in my search is like how much culture is shared through gardening. Like it was just so interesting to see. Um, like I my search started like in ancient Mesopotamia and like the Middle East, and then just seeing how much of that influence was brought to Europe and how much like our gardens in the United States are modeled after the gardens in 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 Europe. So and and like all these other places. So. I don't know. I just, what a, what a cool way to like share culture, you know? Absolutely. So I have a couple of, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, I have a couple of honorable mentions. Okay. <laughs> um, an honorable mention. Um, we haven't had, we haven't released his episode yet. Um, but one of the other botanical gardens that's actually been like under my nose, my whole upbringing is the Norfolk Botanical Gardens. Um, I visited during Christmas time when they have their lights. Um, but as you will hear in his episode, um, in the uh, director, um, director's episode, um, there's a lot of um, just really cool events that they have um, in the springtime, like when gardens are mostly a thing. Um, and a lot of really cool exhibits. So that's another place um, worth doing some research and worth visiting. Um, and it's a place that I plan to visit um, at my, my next um, chance to do so. And then last but not least, another honorable mention is my fellow co-host garden in San Antonio. <laughs> a lot. Do you want to tell us about your most recent project? Oh, yes. So I have, first of all, I mean, I don't know if everybody knows this about me, but I am terrible at doing anything that involves any assembly whatsoever, <laughs> like Legos, anything that involves any assembly. I, I'm decent at Tetris, 
but that's because I don't really have to stack things. But I installed an irrigation system, like a drip irrigation system <laughs> in my house. And I managed to set up a timer. I mean, to tell you how big of an achievement this is, I was happy when I actually went to the store and bought a garden hose, which is, was a giant thing for me. Never done that. Right at home and I hooked it up. I actually hooked up a garden hose to a faucet. Guys, I'm telling you. <laughs> listeners that was huge and then I hooked up the timer and looked at the drip irrigation system so everything is looking very lush and green out there now and everything's pretty happy my favorite part about the stories you tell me about your garden I have a couple of favorite parts like number one it's the frequent animal visitors um we have the raccoon the squirrels and they never seem to be where they're supposed to be but I guess that's nature right like what's actually where it's supposed to be and then my second favorite part is that like you're growing a lot of stuff that's really not supposed to be growing in your region but somehow you've loved it enough that you you got some stuff surviving out there that's really not I know talk about talk (laughs) about having the influence from you know kind of being a world traveler you know when I was traveling um I've traveled extensively and so especially when I was traveling in Asia and in Africa a lot I was like having amazing fruit that I'd never heard of you know before I traveled and so when I came back I was like I can grow a mangosteen I can grow you know a A lulo or a lulo from (laughs) Colombia you know and so uh yeah I always have kind of like amazing things going on out there I got a banana plant right now I got some lulo I got some hibiscus I got a bunch of stuff and it's funny because people come to my garden and like the neighborhood they'll come and they'll just want to see a tour of it it's not big but it's pretty it's pretty it's pretty impressive if I would say so myself just because <laughs> of the the uh the the like different variety of things that are kind of yeah. going on out there absolutely but thank you I'm so happy I'm honored to make you're the on honorable my mention yes you're <laughs> on my list so we will definitely make sure in the show notes too um like Shannon said earlier include links to all these different gardens and some pictures of um, Shannon's garden um, for anybody who's interested. So with that, listeners, thanks for listening today. Um, Again, we just wanted to do something different um, and we'll talk soon. This has been the Seedy and Shady AF podcast. Thanks to all the peas in our pod for listening. We believe in you and we believe in your plants. Follow us for more shenanigans on Instagram at Seedy and Shady Pod. Until next time, stay seedy, stay shady. And remember, sketchy gardening is still gardening. Mm-hmm.